I will freely admit my ignorance on some important historical happenings in this country when it comes to the black community. And I think that uh, it's important we we recognize where we have failed in the past to understand, to learn, uh, and to, to get more information and to recognize uh, historical happenings. One of them is Juneteenth. Uh, not until a couple of years ago uh, was I aware of what even Juneteenth was or is. Uh, and uh, now we're going to have a lot more recognition of that uh, because of the day, June 19th, being not just a city of Springfield holiday, but also a holiday for the state after Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a measure into law yesterday. But you also have the federal government lining up to be able to make Juneteenth a national holiday as well. A measure passed the Senate and also the U.S. House, uh, and it's reported that uh, President Joe Biden set to sign that at some point. Could be today, and that would make sense because June 19th is coming up Saturday. Uh, it's the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. You can always contact me, bishoponair at gmail.com. You can find me on social media as well, Bishop on Air. Uh, I saw our next guest at yesterday's signing ceremony at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library, but uh, I was off in a corner and she was uh, uh, making uh, making you know connections with all kinds of other people. So uh, Teresa Haley with the NAACP joining us. Thanks for uh, taking time with us this morning. Sorry I didn't say hello yesterday uh, when I'm uh, in that report mode you know i i I almost have blinders on so to speak so uh, thanks for taking time with us today how you doing i'm doing good thank you for having me absolutely so uh juneteenth for people who don't know what it is uh i guess give us the uh, the juneteenth 101 here why is it so significant because black people in america and the state of texas and other parts did not realize that they were free until two and a half years later we're talking about eighteen sixty five nevertheless black people in america built america as we know it today and slaves have never been recognized for their great work a lot of the lands that black people owned were taken from them and uh, in Ju- Springfield. Yeah, and, and Juneteenth uh, kind of uh, considered uh, the second uh, Independence Day of sorts, a Freedom Day. Of course, we uh, celebrate Independence Day for uh, July 4th, 1776. Uh, but for, for a long time thereafter, uh, African Americans in this country were not free, were considered uh, three-fifths of a person, uh, were considered property uh, by, by slaveholders. Uh, and it wasn't until 1865, uh, two years, more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect, which is just incredible to think about. Uh, down in Texas, they didn't know about it. And it took the Union Army to go down there and say, hey, you guys are free. Absolutely. And we want people to know that Juneteenth is not a black person's holiday. It's all of our holidays. You know, it took all of us to make America what it is today. And we all have to continue to work together and to show respect and to be respected as well. We're talking with Teresa Haley. She is the uh, state conference president of the NAACP here on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop. And Teresa, something else, too. And, you know, I I didn't know about the 1908 race riots uh, when I first moved to the city. Uh, And uh, we've heard as well from other uh, people, you know, my age and I'm sure even your age as well, who who grew up in a public education system, not learning about these things. So talk about the importance of not just making Juneteenth a, a state holiday 
and soon to be a national holiday, but also making sure that that is taught in school so uh, kids have a better understanding of, uh, you know, the history of this country. Well, if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. We know that racism is well and live in America today, but I think if people understand why the race riots took place in Springfield, Illinois, East St. Louis, Chicago, Illinois, Cairo, Illinois, for example, those are four major places that have a high population of blacks, and they were discriminated against, and race riots broke out in those towns. Juneteenth has been in celebration for over 27 years here. The NAACP in Springfield has been around for 113 years as a result of the race riot. We want to make sure that our history is taught in schools. We don't want people just to come to Springfield on field trips and find out about the 1908 race riots or to find out about Juneteenth. It should be taught every day. It's a part of American history. Teresa, um, you know, we, we uh, of course, words have a, a lot of significance, and I've, I've seen the um, uh, suggestion that uh, calling it the race riot, uh, not necessarily uh, the, the best way to characterize it. I mean, the, the people lost their lives and lost their businesses and lost their homes. Uh, it wasn't just a riot. Uh, people were murdered. And, you know, and, and I have a problem with calling it a riot as well, but it was called a riot at that time. And if you think about it, it was more of a terrorist attack. Black folks didn't go out and, and arm themselves to fight against white folks. They were attacked because some people lied. Like in Springfield, a white woman lied and said that she was raped. And when they asked her who did it, she saw two black men walking down the street and identified them as the, the perpetrator. So that continues to go on in America today. You look at the George Floyd situation, you look at all of the murders that take place in America today, because someone points their finger at you doesn't mean that you're guilty. But in America, black people are proven, are told that they're guilty and they have to prove their innocence. So we have a lot of work still to do. Teresa Haley with us on the WMAY morning news feed, uh, and uh, these are conversations we're gonna we're gonna have to continue, uh, and hopefully you can uh, join me again in the future, and, and we can start unpacking a lot of this uh, and more, uh, because the more we talk about it, the more awareness, uh, the more we'll be able to to find solutions and uh, uh, get people to to reflect uh, and to to come up with some solutions. Uh, but uh, of course, a lot of other things going on always, <laughs> uh, and uh, one thing that was big this week, at least it was supposed to be a big deal but didn't really come to fruition. And that was uh, some kind of clean energy legislation at the state house. Uh, and a lot of talk about environmental justice and a lot of talk about uh, equity when it comes to energy policy. Um, where's the NAACP in this mix with the labor groups, with the environmental groups, with the governor and with lawmakers and the energy groups? Uh, where does the NAACP uh, stand on all of this? We stand alone, apparently, because we don't support the CJA bill as we know it today. We have ash ponds. We have no clean air energy. We have the Pillsbury plant still on the east side and the north side of Springfield. I'm a severe asthma and allergy sufferer. And when that ash pond fills up across the street from our power plant and it flows throughout Springfield, I can't be outside. And for them not to declare the east side or the north side an environmental injustice community, it's a joke. They want the NAACP and other black and brown people to serve on these committees to talk about clean air and clean jobs, but we don't get the jobs. We don't get the clean air in our communities. Um, We still see fly dumping. We still see railroad tracks and trains just sitting on our tracks and no one paying attention to what's happening here. What needs to be done to uh, better hear 
the concerns from uh, from from all communities, not just uh, the NAACP, but uh, from all these communities. Because I mean, listen, I you know I cover the state house, I, I I follow closely what happens, I have sources that that fill me in on things, but so much of this is done behind closed doors, and it's not just this energy bill; it's a whole host of other things. Um, I am so glad that you pointed that out because I am now saying that we don't need to just be at the table. Or they say if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Well, now we're at the table. We need to be a part of the agenda, setting the agenda to ensure that the menu that is being served serves our community. Because some of the items that are on the menu, we don't like. They don't meet our needs in our community. Have you ever went out to a restaurant and looked at the menu and said, I don't recognize or like anything on this menu? So we need to be at the table helping select the menu and the agenda and our voices need to be heard, and our community needs to be taken care of. That did not happen with this bill. I don't think I've ever heard that term, that uh, that analogy before. If, you're, if you're not at so the table, you're on it. the menu. That's incredible. Absolutely. Can I use that? Absolutely. You can use that. Right, but even further, again, if you're at the table and now you have the menu in front of you and it's pre-selected, then you're still not at the table, really. You know what I mean? Just to say that you have one black person as a part of the committee does not make your menu a menu. Teresa Haley, uh, NAACP Conference President for the State of Illinois and local leader here in Springfield. Uh, always enjoy having you on. Let's talk again soon, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, let's make this regular where we can just have these conversations and, uh, and keep it uh, alive and uh, in front of people here in the community, all right? Thank you, Bishop. Enjoy your day. Call oh, me anytime. 